Good morning, brothers and sisters in the Lord, and men and women from the world over today. This is Bishop Titus Mbai coming to you from Destiny Ministries International, Thika, Kenya, and Destiny Worship Center Churches in Kenya. This is the 12th of April. It is also a time we remember the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is for this reason, because of undressing the desperation that is in the world today, that I bring this message entitled, Three Hours of Darkness. From the book of Matthew, chapter number 27, verses 45 and 46, and the book of Proverbs, chapter 30 and verses 5b. I will endeavor to bring this word to you in your house, in your living room, in your car, in your office, because this is the message of hope. This is the message of hope that comes to you today. I want us to bow for a word of prayer before I read the word of God. Father, I pray that Jehovah God across the globe, when desperation, when people are running up and down filled with desperation, looking for hope. When economies are crumbling the world over, when fear and anxiety are sleepless, joy and jubilation, I pray that you that resurrected from the dead and conquered death, you will conquer the prevailing spirit of death that is sweeping across the nation or are swept across the nations. I trust you to minister to your people the world over through this broadcast or telecast. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Three hours of darkness. Three hours of darkness. Bishop, what are you talking about? You're talking about three hours of darkness. What are you referring to? I want you to join with me to the book of Matthew chapter number 27 and verses 45 and 46. And you will know where my topic comes from. And the Bible, the word of the Lord says, it is very clear, it says, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. If you calculate from midday to 3 p.m., you will find there are three full hours, and the Bible says there was darkness all over the land. Just like there is darkness all over the world today, the Bible continues to say in verses 46, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, laba sabakadani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I want to take this opportunity to address the level of frustration in the world today. As we mark the resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth from the dead. Him that conquered death. He conquered death. Today, I want to tell you that the same Jesus is here and he will conquer and restore hope to humanity for he himself is peace. The Bible says, when they put Jesus on the cross, when they arrested Jesus and falsely accused him and put him on the cross, Every accusing tongue accused him. Everybody who could do anything, anybody who could spit on Jesus did his job. They spit on him. 
They stripped him naked. He got 40, 39 stripes for our healing. They mocked him. They gave him a crown of thorns. They put a javelin on his side. And they nailed him on a wooden cross. And they mocked him and they called him king. They told him, you have delivered so many people. Why don't you deliver yourself? The world has not drifted into apostasy today. It has been, and I God, from the beginning. They are at their peak right now. And they mock everything the Bible says. When the Bible talks of the rapture, they say there's nothing like that. There's no single event that can stop the world. Yet, coronavirus, COVID-19 has put the world on its knees. So shall it be the coming of the Son of Man. When the church that you have mocked and the saints and the Christians that you have mocked over the years will be lifted up and to meet their Savior in the air at the sound of the trumpet and they shall be forever with the Lord as they come to meet Him in the air. That event will stop the world. It is not just coronavirus that has stopped the world. I guarantee you there's another event that is going to be glorious but for the chosen few, those that are bowed their knee to Jesus, the rapture. And in Revelation chapter 15 and chapter 16, you better familiarize yourself. There are seven epidemics. There are seven calamities, catastrophes that will hit the world. God will allow seven of them to bring the world to its knees. So get used to this phenomenon. But the child of God has hope. The child of God has hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, after being mocked and died, and they crucified him like a goat. Between two thieves, who were equally, one of them was mocking him. And one of them got his salvation the last minute. They put him on a borrowed tomb. He could not even, they could not even... He lived a life that was so simple. He never owned a tomb. They put him on a borrowed tomb. And they rolled a big stone on the mouth of the grave. And humanity thought they had dealt with Jesus. They had done with him. The devil went on, and hell went on frenzy and celebration. But on the third day, on that day, on that day when they put him on the cross, Three hours to his death, from midday to 3 p.m., the Bible says, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the world. And today, the world is filled with darkness, hopelessness, desperation. We have thermometers for temperature. We have thermometers that measure temperature. We have thermostats that tell us how hot or that control the temperatures in the room. I wish there was a gauge that could tell us, that could measure the amount of desperation in the world today and you'll be shocked at how desperate human race has become. In these three hours of darkness, none but saw the light. It became dark. The only light in the world was nailed on a cross. The light of God, Jesus Christ, was nailed on the cross. And there was no light because the light was blocked. And between midday and midnight, no torch, no flashlight worked. No streetlight could penetrate the darkness. No generator could power 
the atmosphere. Not even the sun could reflect its rays through the darkness that was there. I want to tell you, during these three hours of darkness, between midday when Jesus was hanging on the cross to 3 p.m. when he died and conquered death, you know, before he conquered death, I guarantee you there was no light in the world and there was no government that could offer light. There was no solution to the darkness that was there. And even today, there is no solution to the darkness that is in the world. But the solution is him that is on the cross, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The solution was on the cross. I want to tell, to tell the world the solution is still on the cross. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the pill. He is the antidote. He is the vaccination. He's the vaccine. He is the vaccine. Now even he's the vaccine that even the scientists themselves need. I'm reminded of Moses in the wilderness when he was leading the children of Israel in, into the land of promise, the land of Canaan. They complained, they murmured, they sinned against God, and God got mad. They murmured against God. They murmured against Moses. And God said, enough is enough. And he sent serpents that could not be killed with a stick. He sent serpents that could not be poisoned or trapped. And they beat the complaining population of Israel, and they died. They dropped dead like coronavirus or COVID-19 has been dropping people dead like rotten apples or mangoes. But hear me, at that point, at that point, when they came back to their senses and discovered that science could not save them, education could not save them, money could not save them, their king and their prophets could not save them, and nobody could save them, they cried to Moses to ask God to have mercy on them. And, Moses, and the Lord told Moses to make another stake. You are beaten by a snake, make another broad servant and put it up there where everybody can see it. And it came that whoever was beaten by the snake was required for their healing to look up to the snake that was on the, on the pole. And whoever did it looked at it. Today we don't have a cure. We don't know what to do with this, but I come today to tell you, during these three hours of darkness, a solution was being cooked. Ha! What do you mean, Bishop, by that? While it was dark, 12 noon to 3 p.m., heaven, the lamps of heaven, the lamps, the laboratories, the laboratories of heaven were the engineers of heaven, I mentioned, this is not in the Bible, but I imagine the engineers needed to get dark so that the engineers of heaven can construct the bridge that will connect humanity back to God through Jesus Christ. When it was dark for man, for mankind, the solution was being made. The way was being constructed for them. And even now when the world is staring at the nothingness, emptiness, I want to say the solution is available and the answer was Jesus. The answer today is Jesus and the answer will remain Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Unless the Lord builds a city, those who build it, build it in vain, the Bible says. Unless the Lord watches of a city, those who watch it, watch it in vain. During the three hours of darkness, People were confounded, they were, they were confused. They didn't know 
The electrical companies never announced of a blackout. Their generators, their power generators were still running, but there was no light. The national electricity grid was still running. Their turbines were still producing electricity, but there was no light coming through. The doctors and the engineers, the scientists are still working on their alarms 24-7. The doctors are still in their hospitals. The medical health workers are working 24-7. But there's no solution coming out. Why? During the three hours of darkness, there was no human solution to a divine move of God. Humanity needed to come to a standstill and to come down on their knees so that they can cry to the God who could save them. And it was until Jesus died on the third hour when he died that is when light came.